It's the old radio comedy podcast. Welcome to episode 33 of the old radio comedy podcast. I'm Greg Fordyce. You're here because you love the classic comedy shows from the golden age of radio. And I'm here to give them to you three times a week. And today, we're bringing you an episode from one of my favorite comedy sitcoms, The Aldrich Family, starring House Jameson, Jackie Kelk, and Ezra Stone as Henry. If you'd like to hear more about the history of The Aldrich Family, I invite you to tune into episode number one of this podcast, where I go into the show's background in a little more detail. In the meantime, without further ado, sit back, relax, and get ready to laugh as we bring you the February 27th, 1940 broadcast of The Aldrich Family, right after this brief message. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Henry! Henry Aldrich! Coming, Mother! Aldrich Family, starring Ezra Stone, written by Clifford Goldsmith. Brought to you by the makers of those delicious new desserts all America's talking about. Jell-O Pudding. In the town of Centerville, most of the residents are ready for March to come in like a lion and go out like a lamb. But in the Aldrich family home on Elm Street, these traditional animals have been relegated to the background. For Henry Aldrich has real rabbits hopping around the basement and live pigeons flapping about the attic. Our scene tonight opens in Henry's room with Mrs. Aldrich speaking to her son. Do you want this broken fountain pen, dear? Yes, Mother. Do you want this piece of lead pipe? Yes, Mother. Will you tell me what on earth for? Mother, please. I want everything in my desk. But, Henry, your desk is a sight. Let me explain something. Right this minute, I'm very busy. But the first time I'm not busy, I'll clean it out. You've been saying that for six months. But, gee whiz, when you get through, I won't know where anything is. What are you saving this ticket to the World's Fair for? I might use it. But it's to the Chicago (laughs) World's Fair. It was over several years ago. Yeah, I know it's to the Chicago World's Fair. Even if I don't use it, I'd like to have it for a souvenir. What about these three pieces of rock? Mother, I brought all those back from Vermont last summer. I carried them back purposely. Where did you put them? In this lower drawer. Well, there's a very good example of what I'm trying to tell you. Supposing I should suddenly need those rocks in a hurry. I'd have to go through everything I own. Henry, you're exactly like your grandmother. Alice, are you in Henry's room? Yes, Sam. Did you want me, Father? 
Oh, uh, no, Henry. Alice, I realize you've wanted a maid for some time and that we now finally have one. But I do wish you'd ask her not to go in that spare room I used to work in. What's happened now? She's just gone through the place like a tornado. She's taken half the things off my desk. <laughs> the fact is, dear, I cleaned out your desk. You cleaned it out? Of course. Well, what did you do with my pen? I put it in the pen holder. What did you put it there for? <laughs> my goodness, Sam, don't you want Martha to have any respect for us? Respect for us? After all, are we hiring her or is she hiring us? But, dear, she's the only maid I've ever had, and this is her first day here. And your room looked almost as bad as the room Henry keeps his rabbits in down in the cellar. Mother, do we have to tell her about my rabbits? Whether we do or not, Henry, I think you'd better be prepared for the day when she finds them. Well, couldn't you put it up to her? Just tell her that if the rabbits will stay in their room and Father will stay in his, wouldn't she be happy? <laughs> Incidentally, who changed the blotter on my desk? I did. Well, I didn't want to see it thrown out. I like that old blotter. All right, dear. Go it down and get it out of the trash barrel. If you want to, you may sleep with it under your pillow. But I certainly hope you won't let Martha see it. Unfortunately, it had all my telephone numbers written on it. What do you want done with this Canadian penny, Henry? I might go to Canada sometime. <laughs> Miss Arnett. Yes, Martha? Miss Arnett in here. I'm right here, Martha. Mr. Aldi, somebody wants you downstairs at the front door. A uh, gentleman? He's sort of a gentleman. Well, did you ask him to step inside? Yes. Miss Aldi, could I pick up some of your time for something? What is it, Martha? I don't like to complain, but frankly, when I come to you this morning, you said there was only four in the family. Well, that's all there are. But how about all those rabbits down in the cellar? Rabbits, Martha? Yes, and didn't anybody know they were down there? Well, of course we knew they were down there, but I... Martha, uh, don't you like rabbits? My brother kept rabbits once, and frankly, I got awful tired of them. But they don't ever come upstairs and get in your way, do they? Not yet, but two of them's working their way toward the cellar stairs. Martha, we're not keeping those rabbits always. Henry's simply going to raise them and then sell them very soon. Do they stay here at night? Oh, yes, they like it here very much. Alice? Yes, Sam? Could you come down here, please? Right away. I ain't going to stay here with them rabbits. Martha, Martha, why don't you look at it this way? You know how lucky a rabbit's foot is? The rabbits my brother had, it was always just a lot of work. How long did you live with your brother? Frankly, just a little while. I tried, but I couldn't get myself adjusted to them. But very few people get to like a rabbit right away, Martha. But once you get to know those I have, you'll say, gee whiz, thanks, Henry, for letting me get to know them. Well, I'll finish out today, but I can't stay any longer than that. Look, Martha, is there anything I could give you to make it worth your while? Like what? Well, I could give you part of my allowance each week. How much would that be? Well, I, I could give you 20 cents of it. 20 cents? And I'll do all the work that's in connection with the rabbits. Gee whiz, Martha, isn't that a bargain? Frankly, I wouldn't be interested. Would, uh, would you be interested in 20 cents a week in your choice of anything in my desk here? What you got? Well, gee, I got a million things. How about a Canadian penny? How many you got? Well, just one. But don't let that mislead you. It's only a penny in Canada. But here, Martha... How much is it here? Well, I wouldn't want to say. In this country, a thing like that is very rare. Yeah. In fact, that's only the fourth one I've ever seen in my life. And you know how long I've been kicking around. What else you got? What else about... Well, uh, would you like a piece of genuine Vermont granite, Martha? That's just a piece of stone, ain't it? Not in Vermont, it isn't. In Vermont, that's granite. <laughs> and you can't get better granite unless you want to import it. You certainly wouldn't want to go to all that trouble. You got anything else? Well, there's a compass here. 
Only I wouldn't want to give you that. It's broken. <laughs> Gee whiz, if you got lost with that, where would you be? I don't want to do that. Oh, here's something for you. Gee whiz. What is it? How would you like a ticket to the World's Fair? To the World's Fair? Sure. You going to give me this? Of course, if you'll only stay with the rabbits. Martha, may I speak with you? Just a minute, Miss Aldrich. Martha, that visitor downstairs did not want to see Mr. Aldrich. He wanted to see Henry. Henry? Somebody's here to see me, Mother? Come right on up, Tommy. Henry up here? I'm up in my room, Tom. Martha, is it all set? Well, I stand to the fair open. Henry, take a look at this. What is it? It's the morning paper. Not so loud, Tommy. But it's got the ad we put in. Yeah, let's see it. I'm telling you, Henry, we're going to make money hand over fist. Has anyone phoned your house yet? Well, it's too early. But I'm asking you, Henry, who else in town would have thought of using carrier pigeons this way? Not so loud, I tell you. What's the matter? I mean, what's the matter? We've got a new maid, and she ought to get used to one thing at a time. <laughs> Doesn't she like pigeons? We don't know yet. She doesn't know you've got some up in the attic? She'll find it out, Tommy. She'll find it out. They're in the room right next to hers. Oh, Henry, is your mother in there? Uh, no, she isn't, Father. Tommy, fold the paper up quick and stick it on my desk. Where'd she go? Who, Mother? What is it, Sam? I uh, dug my old blotter out of the trash barrel. I also found one of my good trout flies in there. I almost hooked myself on that thing every time I go into your desk drawer. You've no right to go in there, dear. That's my drawer, and everything in there is mine. It's all uh, Yes, Martha? A father wants to speak to you on the telephone. I'll be right there. Henry, isn't that the morning paper sticking out of your desk? Oh, that isn't ours, Mother. That's Tommy's. Uh, I'll take it, Mrs. Aldridge. There's no use bothering you with that. May I see it, please? Oh, uh, Mother, have, 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 have you ever noticed how this piece of granite sparkles? Henry, I'm looking at the advertisements before I do my shopping. Well, wouldn't you like to have me look at them for you? Well, I certainly would not. Have you noticed the ads on this other page, Mrs. Aldridge? Over here? Yeah. Why should I buy a piano? I don't know. They say they're good pianos. Alice, will you please tell Martha not to call me every time the phone rings? Who was that call for? Tommy Walsh's mother wants to talk with him. She wants to talk to me, Mr. Aldridge? She wants me? Yes, Tommy. Henry, the first one's come. The first one's come. What is come? Uh, a message he was expecting. <laughs> Sam, did you see this advertisement? What advertisement? I think it might interest Henry, too. <clears throat> What's it for, Mother? A clearance of men's and young men's shoes. Shoes? <sighs> Let me say it. Here. Henry, are you too warm? Warm, Mother? What's the matter with you? I just thought I'd go down and see Tommy. Father, could I have the paper, please? Uh, one moment here. Alice, did you see this? What? This notice. It says, Carrier Pigeon Service. Messages delivered to any point in Centerville. Low rates. Our birds can make 60 miles per hour under favorable conditions. <laughs> Signed, Aldrich and Walsh, Incorporated. Sam, read that again. I'd rather not. Henry, do you still have those pigeons up in the attic? Well, less than a dozen, Mother. What do you suppose Martha's going to do when she finds them? But, Mother, Tommy and I can make some money. Henry, you don't imagine anyone is actually going to use any such messenger service, do you? Why not? We only charge ten cents a message and the whole thing's clear profit. Do you mean to say, dear, your pigeons can go any place you send them? Well, I couldn't go so far as to say that, Mother, but they're trained almost that well. When Martha leaves, can your pigeons be trained to do the housework? Could I keep the pigeons in my room, Mother? No, dear. Henry, may I come in? Yes, Tommy. 
Now, listen, Henry, Mrs. Persons wants us to deliver a very important message for It's her. all off, Tommy. Tommy, what is the message Mrs. Persons wants delivered? Well, she didn't say. She just said we should come over right away. Then may I ask how a pigeon could possibly deliver a message for us? Oh, it'd be simple, Mother. We've got Dizzy Stevens working for us on a commission, see? He takes one of our pigeons over to Mrs. Persons and fastens the message on her foot, see? On to Mrs. Persons' foot? No, on to the pigeons. How does it know where to go? It comes here. Hmm. Whether the message is for us or not. Well, this is a relay junction. One of us then detaches the bird from the message, jumps on a bicycle, and delivers it. <laughs> sure, sure, that's all there is to it, Mr. Aldrich. You don't say so. Could anything be more simple? And where is Mrs. Persons all this time? That's the beautiful part of it. Once the message leaves her hands, she can forget the whole thing. <laughs> Supposing there's an answer. What's that? Supposing there's an answer. Well, Mr. Aldridge, don't you think that would be an exceptional case? I mean, after all, most people just send the message and that's all there is to it. Sure, that's what I should think. Well, Martha will never stand for our keeping those pigeons. Oh, Alice, what does Martha have to do with it? The, the boys have an idea here. Don't you want me to keep a maid? Well, I don't think she should be spoiled. That's what I think. Now, can't you explain to Martha what Henry wants to do? Well, if I can't understand it, certainly Martha can. Mother, look at it this way. Henry, there's no use arguing. Martha is not going to like pigeons. But, Mother... Now, Henry, let me talk to your mother. Alice, I don't think what Henry wants to do is going to last. But I do think he should be allowed to try it. And I don't see why Martha should be afraid of pigeons. Would you like it if a pigeon should get in your room in the middle of the night? Well, what harm could it do? Well, I'm sure I wouldn't like it. Where does the trouble seem to be, Henry? No place, Tommy. We just have a temperamental maid. Henry, if you must go through with this, supposing you wait while I have a talk with Martha. If you want my advice, don't mention the pigeons to her and she won't even notice they're there. What on earth is that? It's coming from the attic. I think it's Martha. She's found the pigeons. A week or so ago, ladies and gentlemen, one of our listeners gave a party. And a few days afterwards, she received a note of thanks from one of the guests. Now, you've all heard people refer to such a note as a bread and butter letter... But this one was a pudding letter, because here's the way it read. Dear Helen, just a line or two to tell you how much Bob and I enjoyed the party. It certainly was a big success, and we all had a grand time. Incidentally, the real hit of the evening was that wonderful pudding you served for dessert. Bob keeps asking me to find out how you made it. So why don't you be a good girl and send me the recipe? Love, Julia. Well, the next day, Helen answered her friend's letter, and if you could have peeked over her shoulder, you'd have read this. Dear Julia... The pudding was called Jello Orange Vanilla Whip, and I heard about it on the radio, on the program called The Aldrich Family. Here's the way Harry Von Zell said to make it. Well, first, you take one package each of orange jello and jello vanilla pudding and make them up as you usually do. Then chill the orange jello and whip it as directed on the box. Next, you chill the jello vanilla pudding and add it to the whipped jello, beating constantly until blended. Then mold, and there you have a truly swell dessert. A glorious combination of golden orange jello and smooth, creamy jello vanilla pudding. Easy to make and downright inexpensive. P.S. Now, why not try some yourself, friends, and see how soon it becomes one of your special favorites? For rich, tangy flavor, for rare, distinctive goodness, jello orange vanilla whip is absolutely tops. <laughs>
Now, getting back to the problems of Henry. The Aldridges have a new maid who apparently does not like pigeons. The scene opens on the second floor of the Aldridge home. Sam, I've about decided you were right. Regarding what, Ellie? Well, I don't think we should make Henry get rid of those pigeons just because Martha doesn't like them. You certainly aren't going to let her go, are you? Well, I thought you said I should. Well, that was before she made that beef stew we had for lunch. That was the best beef stew, Alice, I ever ate in my life. But if we let her have her way on the pigeons, she'll want her way on everything. It might interest you to know, Alice, that Martha no longer objects to the pigeons. How do you know? I had a little talk with her. What did you tell her? Well, I told her we'd give her a dollar a week more. Sam Aldrich, you should never have told her that. But I like her stew. I still don't believe she's going to stay in a house with something she's scared to death of for only one dollar a week extra. Uh, well, if you must know, I gave her something else. What? My trout fly. She wanted it for a hat ornament. Well, at least I won't be hooked on it anymore. I also gave her a timetable. Oh, I thought she was staying. Because she is, until the Chicago World's Fair reopens. <laughs> what year will that be? I have no idea, but she's staying until then. Mother! Where are you, Henry? I'm coming down the attic stairs. Have any pigeons flown in any windows down here yet? None that I've seen. Isn't that strange? How's your messenger service working? Fine. I wonder how you can account for a thing like that. We've got to give our bird time, Henry. But baby's the fastest bird we have. Something seemed to have gone wrong, Henry? Oh, nothing, Father. Nothing. Just seems to be a minor delay. The only thing that's wrong is we don't know where our pigeon went. Of course, maybe Dizzy Stevens hasn't even got her over to Mrs. Persons yet. That's what happened. Sure, Dizzy probably took the nickel we paid him and is out blowing it in. Come on up back up into the attic. Boys, you haven't forgotten your promise to stay out of Martha's room while you're up there. Oh, we haven't been near her door, Father. Henry, what do you suppose has become of Baby? Gee whiz, there's probably a strong headwind holding her back. But Mrs. Persons only goes a mile from here. Maybe she arrived when we weren't looking and couldn't see that this attic window here was open. She can find this house. She certainly ought to be able to tell whether a window was open. Tommy! Tommy, take a look outside. At what? Look, she's coming 90 miles an hour. That isn't the direction Mrs. Persons lives in. What difference does it make? She's coming, isn't she? She probably went around so she could come in on the wind. <laughs> well, where, where is she now? She's straight up there. Henry, Henry, I think I can see the message. Father, mother, come up for the landing. Stand back from the window, Tommy, so we don't frighten her. Well, where is she? She's overhead. She... She was. She went right by. <laughs> to where? I don't know. She didn't stop. Just when we need her. As a matter of fact, that might have been some other bird. You know, what we need is a pair of binoculars. Yeah. Has she landed, Henry? Not yet, Father. It was just an aeroplane or something. Well, Martha's on her way up there. Oh, well, come right up, Martha. All alone? Well, Martha wants you to come down and meet her. Sure, I'll escort you up, Martha. Ain't none of them pigs loose up there, is it? Gee whiz, no, Martha. Every bird up here is in her own cage. And look, Martha, they won't hurt you. I put my fingers right through the bars and they don't even touch me. Just let me in my room here. There you are, Martha. Close that door. Sure. Henry, take a look out the window. Where? She's right over there on the roof of the next house. Tommy. Tommy, there she is. Hiya, baby. Father, mother, hey, everybody, look outside. Come on, baby, come on. Martha, Martha. What's the matter? Leave your window open in case baby wants to come in that way. I'm going back to close it right now. Tommy, is baby coming? Here, baby. Here, baby. She just sits on the roof of Mrs. Kilmer's house. Maybe she wants a rest for a minute. After flying just one mile? Can you see the message? Sure. 
Look, Henry, she's coming. She's coming. Yeah, only to the end of the roof, though. Well, that's in our direction, isn't it? Her instincts are right. Boys, did you have your bird yet? Well, where are you, Father? Down here on the back wall. She just flew onto the windowsill. And maybe she likes that house. Maybe she thinks we live there. Mr. Aldrich, could you get a stick and poker? There's no stick down here that long. Gee, if everybody would keep quiet a second, maybe she'd come over here naturally. Henry, she coming? She looked this way. <laughs> that means she's getting ready. See that? What'd she do? She sat down. <laughs> Mr. Aldrich, could you ring the bell next door and ask the people to push her off the windowsill? I happen to know the Kilmers are out. At a time like this? Father, could you go inside and push her off? I could not. Well, gee whiz, do you suppose she's going to nest on that windowsill? Maybe she's going to lay an egg. <laughs> Father, do you see that ladder right there by the side of our house? I do, but I'm not going to climb up it. But she may be gone by the time we get down there. Sam, put that ladder against the house and help the boys. Where are you, Mother? I'm down here with your father. I'm not going to climb up the side of Kilmer's house. Well, wasn't it your idea that the boys go ahead with this? But I certainly didn't know it was going to lead to breaking in the houses. Sam. All right, I'll help them. Well, Henry, step into Martha's room and tell her it's time to start dinner. Yes, Mother. Martha. Martha. What you want? My mother says it's time to start dinner. You got that flying devil coat yet? Martha, if you come out, we'll give you protection to the foot of the stairs. Martha. Isn't she timid, though? Father, if you can get baby down, I think we can get Martha out. You don't say so. Don't talk to him, Henry. You want him to fall off that ladder? Must you mention my falling? Just talk to her, Father, and she'll come. What shall I say to her? Just say, here, baby. Come, baby. Here, baby. I'm not going to say anything of the kind. Mr. Aldrich, if you'll stand on the top rung and reach, I think you can get her. Grab her quickly, but carefully, Father. Yes. Is there anyone else who would like to give me advice? Oh, gee, look who's opening that window. Was there something you wanted, Sam Aldrich? Uh, how do you do, Mrs. Kilmer? <laughs> uh, where did the pigeon go? What pigeon? She didn't fly in your window, did she? What are you talking about? My father. He's trying to get a message. To me? No, from a pigeon. <laughs> Henry, you're not helping matters any. Mr. Aldrich, she's down there on the limb of that tree. Father, all you have to do is move your ladder. I'm not going to climb anything more. Sam, if we don't get that bird, we won't have any dinner. I can't help it. What are you having for dinner, Mrs. Aldrich? Pigeon pie? Alice, if I don't stop now, I'll end by climbing everything in town. Mother, could you climb up the tree? No, dear. Could you throw a stick? Could you just toss a stone in her direction? All right, dear. Not toward me, Alice. Be sure not to hit baby either. Here it goes. You're too high, mother. <laughs> Who'd do that? <laughs> Gee whiz, mother. Duck around the corner. It went through Martha's window. Didn't I tell you you couldn't trust him, that pigeon? And now baby's flown away. <laughs> You ask me, Alice, no maid on earth is worth it. Well, she's just gone up to the attic and she's perfectly happy. Well, she had better be. It cost me three dollars to get Henry to go out of business. Mother, 
Mother, are you down in the living room? Yes, dear. Where are you? Now, could you come up to the second floor just a minute? Now, what is it? Martha doesn't want to go up to her room. Tell Martha there isn't a pigeon left in the house. No? No, my father made me give them all away, Martha. Yes, Martha. Henry even gave his rabbits away, just so you'd stay. I appreciate that. Only I never been up there before in the dark. Well, there's a light in your room. Not till I get to it. Martha, what if it is dark? As soon as you get to your door, you snap the switch on and there's light. Yeah. And if Henry isn't afraid, certainly you shouldn't be. Henry, will you go up there with me? Who, I? Of course he will. In fact, Martha, if it'll make you any happier, Henry will even sit in the chair just outside your door until you get to sleep. In the dark, Mother? Of course. I thought you weren't afraid. I'm not. I'm not. I'll open the door to the stairs for you. There you are. Henry, you go in first. Oh, uh... You can go first, Martha. Then if anything happens, you'll know I'm right in back of you. Henry? <laughs> Henry? Mother, I'll lead the way. Are you coming, Martha? Y- yes. Yeah, Good night. Gee, I, I didn't realize it was so dark up here. What's that? It, it's the chair outside your door. There's the light, Martha. Go right in. You going to sit out here? Sure. I don't mind the dark. Good night. Good night. Martha ain't afraid either. Martha? What what you want? Do I have to sit out here like this very long? You'll get used to it after a couple of nights. Where did I put my nightgown? Come over here, you little rascal, to say good night. Martha, you sure you're all alone? I like to talk to myself. <laughs> now, Martha, turn out the light and get in the bed. My goodness, but it's quiet in this room. Henry! Mr. Henry! Well? I'll let you know when I'm asleep. <laughs> I guess this place ain't so bad after all. Who that? Who that? There ain't nothing, Martha. Just lie right still. If Miss Orr didn't give me her word, I'd swear there's birds in here. There is birds in here. Are you all right, Martha? There's eagles in here. Get away from me. Henry, where are you? I thought I'd go downstairs for something, Martha. Well, come back. Well, just turn on the light. The pigs, they all come back. What in the world is going on up there? Look, only one came back. One's enough. And it's baby. It's baby. Where is she? Sitting right over there on Martha's dresser. She's right on my ticket to the wood fair. <laughs> Mother, Mother, you hold Martha while I save baby. Hey, what's the trouble here? Martha, what is that rabbit doing beside your bed? I hope you don't mind my keeping just one, Miss Alder. Frankly, I just took the lack of little fellow that I kind of took the one to keep one of all of them. Martha. I just got the message, Father. Mrs. Persons wants a man to hurry over and fix her oil burner this afternoon. You don't say so. Martha, what are you getting your suitcase out for? If you don't mind, Miss Alder, frankly, I think I'll go. Well, frankly, Martha, we don't mind. <laughs> Henry Aldrich will be back again in just a moment.
Well, ladies and gentlemen, here is a full-length description of perfect dessert enjoyment, summed up in only three little words. Yes, just three words, Jell-O butterscotch pudding. All you have to do is mention these three magic words to your grocer, and you'll be all set to enjoy a rich, mellow dessert that tastes just right and offers you a world of hearty, zestful satisfaction. Jell-O butterscotch pudding has a rare, tantalizing flavor, brimful of swell, buttery, brown sugar goodness. And you'll be simply delighted with its creamy smoothness and tempting golden color. So, friends, try this easy, inexpensive recipe for a delicious treat. You can guarantee yourself a real pleasure, a grand adventure in good things to eat. The very first time you meet up with this popular new dessert, Jell-O butterscotch pudding. Tommy, look at the advertisement. I just answered. What is it? I'm going to take a course. I'm going to be a railway clerk. Do your folks mind you're leaving home? Shh. I'm not telling them until I'm all ready. <laughs> well, maybe Henry will be sorting your mail. The Aldrich Family, starring Ezra Stone, is written by Clifford Goldsmith and will be heard next week at the same time. Original music is composed and conducted by Jack Miller. This is Harry Von Zell speaking and wishing you good night for those delicious new desserts all America's talking about. Jell-O pudding. This is the National Broadcasting Company. I've probably heard that particular episode 50 times, and it never gets old. The Aldrich Family is one of the greatest of the classic comedy radio sitcoms. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please be sure to give us a five-star rating or review. It really helps the podcast keep growing, and it's very much appreciated. Also, be sure to visit us at anchor.fm slash oldradiocomedypodcast if you'd like to make a suggestion or leave a comment. Be sure to tune in next time for more laughs right here on the Old Radio Comedy Podcast. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for listening. Yay!